This is Fantasy Reboot Podcast, where me and my friends attempt to recast some of the world's favourite films. Here's how it works. We'll choose various characters and all suggest actors to play those parts. We'll then discuss, argue and possibly murder each other until a decision is made. At the end of each recording, we'll open it up to you via our Twitter account, at Fantasy Reboot. You can email us, fantasyreboot at gmail.com. If you're not already liking and subscribing, please do give us a five-star rating. We love that. On with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fantasy Reboot Podcast with me, Simon, with Laura. Hello. With Leo. Hello. And with Roger. Hello. And this is a big episode today on Ooh-wee. one of the biggest musicals of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many people in this room wanted to do a musical. Um, but one of us thought us wanted. <laughs> Before we get to the musical, last week was the Halloween special. We chose one of the... Biggest and best scary films of all time, The Exorcist, from the early 70s. The OG mm-hmm. of scary films. The OG, you're right. And uh, so much folklore surrounding it, so many films spawned from it. We had our picks last week, mm-hmm. but did the public agree, Laura? Have you recovered because you were really upset at the end? Oh, don't bring that up. I forgot. <laughs> yes. No, I haven't really. I, it's still, that's... I, you were shot down in flames and you were so pleased with your last pick. I'm really... What a way to end. It really gets me down when I think about that. I, st- I still don't understand it. Well, but I can't remember. Let's see if the public have agreed. Okay, so first up was the mum, Chris. Who, Chris McNeil. Yep. Originally played by Ellen Burstyn. Yep. In here, we went with Nicole Kidman, who was suggested by you, Simon, and myself. Good choice. Double trouble. The public agreed with us. Really? Yep. With 53%, with Roger's choice of Charlize Theron close behind, (sighs) and Leo, nobody voted for Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) Sorry, At all. Got to look past the actress. (laughs) We had a fact check on that last week. It's... Charlize Theron. Oh, right. It's not a hard O, is it? Nope. Fact check woman came on last week and told us. That's one of those, I don't know if I can change I know it's hard. It's like GIF and JIF, isn't it? But we've got to go, listen. We have to to move with the times, guys. It's up to you. We don't get any emails anyway, but I mean, imagine if we do, there'll be complaints about saying people's names wrong. Theron's people will be in touch. Theron. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So well done me and you on that one. (laughs) (laughs) What's next, Laura? Okay. Then we had uh, Lieutenant Kinderman. Originally played by Lee J. Cobb. And we had some really great suggestions in here. We had Russell Crowe, Sean Penn, Mark Ruffalo and Mark Rylance. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can I say that since we recorded that podcast, we watched the trial of the Chicago 7 on Netflix, right. which is set around that time. Yeah. Late 60s, early 70s, I think it is. Something like so. that. Mark Rylance is dressed how we would be dressed <laughs> out of the copper. <laughs> is he? He's playing a lawyer. Um, and as soon as the film came on, I was like, yeah, he could have done it. Because we weren't sure. That was your choice, Laura. It was, it yeah. was, and I was so convinced. We you discounted guys. him. Mm-hmm. And the picture we put on for the public vote, Laura chose the picture. Mm-hmm. She's in on that now after mourning about it. Um, <laughs> and I think she picked the wrong picture. If we'd have put a picture on from this film, I think he would have won. But how did the public vote go? Well, the public actually went with... Mark Ruffalo, who was your suggestion, Simon. So that's two in a row for you. Two in a row. Mark I mean, Ruffalo's the, better as the priest, I still think. Starting to notice a pattern with the public vote. He got 47, nice guys. 47%. Good. Uh, and we went with Russell Crowe in here, who only got 12%. Oh, Leo. Disappointing. Roger, you were... <laughs> 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 I love that. Disappointing. <laughs> Rogers was you were second with again second Sean Penn forty one percent always the bridesmaid Mark forty one percent yeah yeah so you're That's close a good score, score. Mm. yeah oh, and Ma- second place is first loser That's a famous saying right. isn't it okay. right go on <laughs> Mark Rylance got zero <laughs> I'm gutted you put so a picture everyone on. needs to watch Chicago what was it the trial of the Chicago Seven and they'll change their mind yeah oh defo defo. Great film. Okay, next we Two have... Two zeros in the room already. I know, at least it's not both mine. <laughs> okay, for the next one, we had Father Merrin, who was the older priest. Max von Sydow in the original. Yep. Again, we had brilliant suggestions in here. Our winner was actually my choice of Jonathan Price in this room. Very good. Very good. Yeah. What was the stats on that? 
Well, I'm going to tell you now. The the that's why I asked. no no no, but that was our choice. That was our choice in here. <laughs> Jonathan Price was our choice, but the public disagreed. Oh oh, hold on. Yeah. Sorry, I thought that's what you yeah. meant. No no no, our Ooh. choice was Jonathan Price, but the public disagreed, and he came third. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. What percent? He came third with twenty two percent. Again, not too bad. Mm. Leo's choice of Morgan Freeman came second oh. with twenty eight percent. Decent. And guess who the public went with again? Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> Did he get any Stellan Skarsgård? He got 17%. Oh, that's about your ballpark, isn't it? <laughs> hey, I got 41. So hold on. Yes. Does that mean <sighs> for the third time today? Unbearable. Anthony Hopkins, 33%. Yeah, it's a good call. I mean, it's close, very close with everybody there, but it's still a victory. But the people who voted there haven't thought about, as you correctly said, Laura, those early scenes where he's got to be a bit more active. He's got to play the young man in yep. uh, the Middle East. Yep. Which is why we went for Jonathan I've, Price. I think they weighed up everything, the public. I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> the they just look at so the picture. Fickle. That's what they're doing. I love them. They look at the picture with this. They, uh, they're not thinking beyond the picture. I don't know. I think people do put some thought into this, guys. I think you've got to give people more you credit. You do, into the pictures. They're intelligent. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay, so next was quite a tricky one because it's the child, the part of Reagan, uh, originally played by Linda Blair. In here, we all went with your choice, Simon, which was a really good suggestion, actually, of Brooklyn Prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Florida Project. Yeah, and she's in, well, I can't remember the name, at Home Before Dark. Yeah. She plays a little detective in that. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's she's a great little actress. And guess what? Surprise, surprise, the public agreed with you again. <laughs> Four in a row. You got I'm a, good at this. A solid 56% with Brooklyn. 56% Rog! Uh, can't look him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> We've only just started recording. He's so demoralised. I want to go home. Because he's been on a sugar eye from eating all my cakes. <laughs> <laughs> he's now on a downer. Aww. He's had a massive come down. No. He's had a long day. Disappointing. Yeah, and the rest were pretty. Derby Camp, 18%. Millie Bobby Brown and Jacob Tremblay at 13%. So it's oh, so all right. Clear win for you there. All right, here we go. Okay. Number so, five. So you've got four out of five. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Number five is... Father Karras. Father Karras. Yeah. Originally played by Jason Miller. And I love him in this film. He's got the full range of emotions on him. Brilliant. I yeah. think he suits that part so well. Yeah, he was a great choice for it. So who did we put up? Well, we went with, in here, Roger's choice of Mark Ruffalo, who, again, I can totally see doing it. Hold on. Is this the one? This is the one where I said Michael Shannon. Yeah, yeah. You, you, and yeah. I, let's could be honest, not believe. threw toys out of the front. Yeah, I could not believe we didn't pick him in the room. You nearly cancelled the So podcast. I'm hoping for a... Full sweep five in a row here because... Well, the public didn't agree with Roger for Mark Ruffalo. He came He came third, Rog, with 22%. Third? third. In your ballpark again, 22%. It's your area. Earlier. <laughs> and Michael Shannon, Simon, came last. Yes! <laughs> the public are they're bang on here. Absolutely spot on. The voters, <laughs> the public, the lot of you, you three in here, Michael Shannon. I'm so pleased. I would give away all my other points. I don't mind losing all four. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been Michael Shannon. So the winner was Leo's choice, oh. who we all poo pooed in yep. here. Who did you say? We- was it Melissa Gordon- McCarthy? Choice <laughs> of Gordon Levitt. It was, yeah. And we wrote him off straight away. Yeah. But again, we watched him in the he's trial in of the show. Well. Yeah. He's playing the... Um, was it the Is defense? he playing a fresh-faced young... He's playing a, a fresh-faced young lawyer. Yeah. Attorney. That's, that's, and that's his ballpark. even as we were watching it, we said, I said to you, didn't I? I said, he couldn't have done, he couldn't have done this part. He's great, but I, I just couldn't see him doing it. He's not, yeah, he's not Father Karras. But but fair play, Leo. Hey, well, look. That's not what everyone else said. Well, yeah. And I agree, Leo. Point. Unlike Roger, I'm willing to concede that you chose correctly and the public chose correctly. That's how you do it, Roger. Right. 33% Leo, so well done. Good scores, good innings. So for The Exorcist, on the public vote, Simon, you got four. Good. And Leo and myself, we got one vote. And Roger? <laughs> Again. A big fat zero. Can we give you another roll? I got than two that? on the day. I got two on the day. So, th- so that's our October results in. 
So do you want to know where we're at? Overall, yeah. Yeah. So in the studio, I'd rather not. <laughs> Leo, Roger and Simon, you're all on seven points. Good. I have got ten points. Double figures. Well played. With the public votes, Roger, you have four. <laughs> Leo, you have... Out of a possible 20 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Leo, you have six. I have seven. But Mr. Popular with the public there, he's got 14. So, Simon, you're on 14 votes. That's a... It's ironic that I'm <sighs> the most unlikable people in real life, but mm. on this vote. And the, the voting blind. I think if they knew it were my characters, <laughs> they'd vote for somebody, <laughs> one of you would win. That's a big score. Well, okay, then. shall we go to the phones? Because we did get a heck of a lot of messages about this one. Here's what you guys said. Remember, you can send us messages, fantasyreboot at gmail.com. You can send us a little voice message on there. No more than 20 seconds. Here's what we got this week. You have five new messages. Hey, Fantasy Reboot. So I was thinking for the girl in The Exorcist, maybe Sadie Sink. She appeared in season two of Stranger Things as the redhead. But then I was thinking, why have a girl again? Why can't we have a male actor? But I can't think of any young males that could probably do the part, but maybe you guys could. Also, can we just have Tom Hardy as, as a priest, please? Okay, so for the role of Father Merrin, originally played by Max van Sydow way back in 1973, I'm going to replace him with Morgan Freeman. All right, guys, loving the podcast so far. So The Exorcist, then, for a Halloween special, that could be one of the scariest films of all time. And Max von Sydow, Ming the Merciless, and I first knew him from Escape to Victory, which was on pretty much loop in our house as a kid. How do you recast Max? I'm going to tell you how. Paddy Considine, menacing authority. And we already know he looks great in that Catholic clobber. My suggestion for the role of Regan would be uh, Daphne Keene. She was the uh, young girl from the movie Logan. She's A, already used to uh, making um, R-rated movies, which she's not allowed to see. And, well, if you've seen Logan, you know that she can handle screaming and yelling and not sitting still. So I think it might be a very good choice. My suggestion for the role of Father Marin would be Christoph Waltz. The original character was Max von Sydow, who um, is German, and Waltz, uh, while not German, has a uh, Germanic tinge to his uh, accent. In my remake of the 1973 horror classic The Exorcist, my cast would include Chris, She-Ra, Lieutenant Kinderman, Orko, Father Merrin, definitely He-Man, Regan has to be Skeletor, and Father Karras would be played by Man-at-Arms. End of messages. Well, thank you to everybody who messaged. Really yeah, it was really nice, nice that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, good suggestion. And there was a moment there when Paddy Considine was me- mentioned. Oh. He's a favourite amongst the four of us, I think. We've all loved we all these love films him. over the years. I'm not sure. Mind. I'm not sure for that role. Which role was it for? For Siddow's role. Yeah, for the older priest. I think he could have done it. Yeah, younger. I think yeah. Yeah. I would have gone for Karis for him. I'd like to have heard him done it in the Derby <laughs> accent. <laughs> The Some, power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. Somebody this. actually went for Morgan Freeman, Leo. Yeah. Your choice. And somebody said to change Reagan to a boy. Yeah, as well. They did. Yeah. Which that was a heated debate last time as yeah. well, wasn't it? Very good. Okay. Uh, well, well done, guys. That is the uh, exorcist out of the way. We move on to this week's film. Grease is a 1978 blockbuster musical with more recognisable sing-along songs than practically any other film. It's often voted the best musical film ever and has been dubbed the most watched film of all time in a recent poll. It's the story of Sandy and Danny, star-crossed lovers in an American high school. It's top-notch. Hey, she's not wrong. She is not wrong. Greece. I'm sure we've all got memories of this, the three older participants, but Leo watched Greece for the probably for the first time of the whole way through, right, Leo? Yeah. So let's get your opinion first as a seventeen year old. What did you make of Greece? It's got some good songs. Uh it's a bit a bit fun, but there's better musicals. Way what, better musicals. What do you think's better as a musical? Little Shop of Horrors, Sweeney Todd, La La Land. See, I don't agree. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, but they're different. All those musicals you've said there are really different to each other. And I think... Yeah, but they're better films. 
when I first saw Greece and I went to the cinema to see Greece, that's how old I am. There was a guy playing an organ in the cinema. <laughs> it wasn't. Shut your face. But it was a talkie. Yeah. For its time. It was like watching Happy Days when I was a kid because it was this throwback to the 50s. So you didn't think it was made in the 70s because I had such young eyes watching it. Yeah. I thought it was from the 50s. Obviously, they were parody in the 50s. I watch it now and the story's terrible. Yeah. Y- yeah, but it's still does what it's meant to do like Betsy Pearl who's eight years old she loves this film our voiceover girl yeah look the songs are amazing yeah There's, the mm-hmm. songs are absolute bangers and if you still go to a wedding or a New Year's Eve party today you're guaranteed to hear one of them songs if not a handful of them yeah. or the mega mix yeah, yeah you know That's true. they're all in there it, it's as good as Mamma Mia it's the same do you know what I think Mamma Mia is this generation's Greece I'd go that far yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's just fun songs and that's it yeah. there's nothing yeah. more to it's it you said but that, I want more to a film I don't want just fun songs yeah but then I don't think you, you, you're not going to watch Grease to sit down and get yourself into a deep film are you no I'm not saying deep but I think if the first time I'd watched Grease was, was at your age or, or older than I did anyway I'd think it was ridiculous but I think the younger you watch it the more you kind of take to it yeah yeah that's definitely right it's not cool it's not cool so it's when you watch it it's, and you're older, it's nostalgic, retro, you yeah. know, it's looking back like that, isn't it? Yeah. I think if I saw it with fresh eyes, I'd uh, think it would dog muck. But I still, <laughs> I get excited every time I watch Grease. In fact, if it was on the poster, that's what it'd say, dog muck with good songs. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Smedley. Greasy dog muck. Let's do some facts for Grease. Let's have a look at some facts. Highest grossing movie of 1978. It's at the top of my list Everyone's well. going to have got that one still. The highest grossing musical of all time, Leo. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, la la land. It's well known that all the cast members were far too old to be, to be in high school, mm. with the oldest being um, Rizzo, played by um, by Stockard Channing. She was 33 playing a, playing a 16 <laughs> year old kid. Mad, isn't it? Uh, she had proper love bites. Yeah, the, the hickeys, hickeys from, from Kinnicky was real. Were genuine, yeah. and he insisted on doing it himself, Jeff which I don't Conway. think you can get away with. No, on that's, the, a, that's, a, that's a red flag. <laughs> on the reboot. <laughs> Talking of uh, Kinnicky, when they were doing the grease lightning scene, he got injured, and that's how he got addicted to painkillers, which then led to his oh. death. Yeah. It's quite sad. In the song Look At Me, I'm Sandra D. Elvis Presley is referenced. She sings to him on the wall, and they filmed it the day Elvis died. And they wanted Elvis to be in the film, right? Yeah, he got offered the role of Teen Angel. That's the bit in the cafe. Mm-hmm. Frenchy, the bit. Frenchy's song. Yeah. That's a great bit, that. Yeah. And that line in the song about the Elvis was a rewrite anyway, because yeah. it originally referenced Salmenio. Salmenio, yeah. Salmenio, who died a year before. They rewrote it so that it didn't reference somebody who sadly passed away. Lo and behold, the day they film it, um, Elvis, Elvis dies. dies. It's almost a dad's army curse. <laughs> it is. Gotta watch that kind of thing. The Exorcist curse and the Superman curse. Olivia Newton-John's contract stipulated a solo song. She didn't have one the entire way through the film. So as an afterthought, they pegged on Hopelessly Devoted to You. And yep. that's the song that won him the Oscar. Yeah. Yep. It's only Oscar. Yeah. I think that's a great fact. Yeah, and that's a great song. Mm-hmm. I oh, had that fantastic. on single. Did you? Yeah, I had the seven wow. inch. You had a bit of a crush on Olivia. She was my first crush. Who didn't? Olivia Newton John, and still looks great today. Well, all things considered. Kinnicky also had a crush on her in real life, mm. and he ended up marrying her sister. Henry Winkler, also known as Fonzie yep. from Happy Days, who's already been mentioned today, turned down the role of Danny. Whoa! <laughs> because he thought it would be too similar. To he Fonzie. said he'd be typecast as Fonzie. Ah. Right. Who he's been typecast as ever. Hey. You see him and he's, he's done so he's much good Fonz. stuff. And you yeah, go, yeah. hey, Fonzie's in this. <laughs> <laughs> what a turn down that was. A couple um, of technical notes. So the dance-off scene took them a week to shoot. Apparently it was 116 degrees in the, uh, in the gym. dance hall in there. Yeah. And extras kept on passing out because of the heat. Then by contrast, you're the one that I want. That took one day to shoot because they shot it in a carnival which was a genuine carnival yeah. the director wanted to do a couple of pickup shots the next day the carnival had moved on so they had to recreate <laughs> the scenes they chewed 100,000 pieces of gum whoa through the fact. filming they did 5,000 pieces a day because oh, they're all chewing gum I would so hate jaw, that so you? much that would be absolutely horrible in Spanish I did this what film did I did this for? The Calvin Klein thinking Back to the Future I did yes. before Pierre yes. Cardin in French in Spanish the title translated to Graza or Fat 
So it was released in Mexico as Vaselina. (laughs) (laughs) And Brillantina. Brillantina in Italy, Spain, and Latin America. And um, the word Greece is never mentioned throughout the entire film. So, great bunch of facts there. We're going to go through five characters. We're going to recast the film, decide amongst ourselves, and then you get to have your votes on Twitter. Pick mine, obviously. Character number one. Principal McGee is best known for her school tannoy announcements and not putting up with naughty behaviour from the Greasers and the Nooners. Thank you very much, Betsy Pearl, Principal McGee. This was a difficult one to pick five characters for because it would have been easy to go for Frenchie and Kaniki and people like that, but I wanted to put a spread of ages in. So this is why we've gone to some of the older characters as well. So Principal McGee, we're going to go around the room. We're going to start with Leo. Who are you going for? Uma Thurman. Rog. Catherine Han. I'm going for Kate Blanchett. And I'm going for Christine Baranski. So no double ups, no automatic winners today. I think they're all great. I think they're all fantastic actresses. She's an older lady. I'm going to say you three haven't gone for somebody old enough. I don't know. Well, old compared to my other cast, maybe. Well, sure. the, the original was 70. She was 70 in the film? She was 70 when she played She doesn't the look 70. She, she doesn't, but she looks like an old headmistressy type. You need to have the person playing the headmistress as, or principal as somebody that looks... Yeah, but what, what, is the, what does the age matter to her character? The older you get, the younger teachers look. Headmasters now are <laughs> kind of younger than you guys. Yeah, that's so. Where, where would yeah, this be set? This would be set in the nineties. Well, we've not really talked about that. I well, mean, it, it doesn't matter when they're remaking it either. I don't think. But yeah, yeah. Well, I, guess. I, I guess the the grease element is removed from it. True. So. It's probably got to be fifties. Yeah, so, I would. I would stick it with the fifties. Yeah, and they're well, still doing it as a musical on on stages all around, aren't they? It's still in the 50s. irrespective of that. There's a real standout on that board for me. And it's not mine, which is heartbreaking. But I picked Kate Blanchett because she's a great actress. She's done everything. She's fantastic. She's good at serious. But I think she could send herself up. And I love that when you see somebody who is known for more dramatic roles sending themselves up a bit. I think she could do it. All of them actresses can do comedy. Yeah. Um, and Roger specifically is. Yeah. And I like Catherine Han in the roles that she's had so far because she's not main character, but she's whenever she's on screen she's very funny and kind of steals the show yeah and um you know i'm just thinking stepbrothers she's fantastic in stepbrothers mm, she's good she's in bad mums as well but yeah. that thing about her that um, betsy pearl said about her not putting up with the nonsense from the the greases and greases and the mooners greases and the mooners yeah mm. she's like that in anchorman but my character christine Bransky in mamma mia she plays this character she she no, she plays the cougar she doesn't, she doesn't play the ferocious head teacher. But she, no. I don't think the headmistress in this is ferocious. No, but she, I no, no, that no. Initially, and then watching but it she's back, not, she's not a cougar. No, but she. Does, what I meant by that is that she doesn't take any rubbish from anybody, and I think that's the character. And you know, it, if she needed to be for this role, like into the musical side of it, she's done that in Mamma Mia as well. So, and I think, yeah, I just, I just think. She she was brilliant in Mamma Mia. She she was really good. Right, I'm just going to lay it out and say, she's the best one on that board. As soon as you said her, and as soon as I realised who she was, she is like this generation's version. I think of that kind of woman. She's she's, she's so. I think she's too old. She is playing the cougar in Mamma Mia, but I think she's too old for the cougar. I mean, yeah. Julie Walters is in it as well. Mm. I think she's outside of that bracket now as well. The kind of old ladies. She, and she reminds me of Judge Judy. I, I had to double check yeah. who it was. And um, yeah, so in, in the sense of being a judge, well, she's a fantastic head teacher. Then, mm. isn't she? I wouldn't be disappointed with anybody on that board playing it. But the sitter for me is Laura's suggestion. Christine Baranski. I love her. You've got to be a little scared of your head teacher. Not that the head teacher in the film is scary, but you, she's got to look like a head teacher. And I think Uma Thurman, definitely Kill Bill. She's got that like look to her. Uh, she did. She she just does comedies now, and in Pulp Fiction, she can do comedy. She she does it all. I can't really argue anything more about her. She's great. It's a good suggestion. It didn't even cross my mind. I think they're all fantastic. Yeah. All right. Have you written down your answers, Leo? You don't have to write one down. You can just say it. So, uh, so we'll start with you voting first, uh, Leo. Because you don't trust me. No, because he went first. <laughs> I don't uh, trust you anyway. I'll go for Catherine Hatton. Roger Baranski. I've gone for Baranski as well, Christine Baranski. I've gone for Kate Blanchett. 
congratulations to Laura. Christine Baranski's got it. I wish I'd picked her. Yeah. The worst thing is I think the public are going to go for her as well because I think she looks most like She her. came to me when we were watching the film. What she, she's know? got the face. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to find a really bad photo to win this one. <laughs> Fantasy Reboot Podcast. So we're moving on. It's another oldie. Uh, it's our second character. Here's Betsy Pearl. Coach Calhoun is Rydell High's very enthusiastic athletics teacher. He's got a proper give-em-hell attitude. He sure has. Played originally by Sid Caesar, who's a veteran actor. This is the funniest part in the film. And it's so small. Blinking, you miss it. Yeah, yeah. A, and a very difficult one to cast, yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I had two names for this. And it was going to be a porn star. The producer wanted a porn star to play oh. this role. <laughs> Have you been looking at Leo's Google again? <laughs> <laughs> Roger to start. Roger, who are you going for? Chris Rock. I've gone for Larry David. I've gone for Adam Sandler. I've gone for Bob Odenkirk. Oh, what a four. So, tension in the studio as four more great... Look at the range of actresses and actors we've put down just after two characters. I was sure we'd have a double on this one because I couldn't think of that many people within the brackets of what I thought Calhoun, the coach, looked like or was. And we've put such a range down. And I can, again, I said this first time, I can see every one of them doing it. Well, like, I, I, yeah. Larry David was in was like my third choice. You know what I like about Larry David? You're, he wears jogging pants in everything you see him in. He looks <laughs> like Coach Calhoun. He's got that fire when mm. he gets going, Larry. And he's also funny as the proverbial... He's, he's yeah, fantastic, yeah. isn't he? So, that, I mean, that's why I put Larry David up. Uh, not saying that to win by any chalk at the moment because there's four up there. Rog, Chris Rock. Yeah, I just think, because the characteristics of this is that, it, as I've said, I think it's the funniest role in the, in the film. You, you hardly even see this character, but he's, but he's just so funny. He's unforgettable. Um, the key thing is he has to not look sporty yes. at all. Yeah. Yeah. If you see Chris Rock in a baseball cap, he looks like a baseball fan. Yeah. And I think that's good. But also, have you seen him in Grown Ups where he plays the house husband and he's quite put upon and he makes all the effort and he kind of gets sidelined by his really successful, super successful wife. And I, d- I just see elements of this where the kids, they wouldn't, respect him as a coach I think and I think Chris Rock is very good in in that sense I saw a picture of him in a baseball cap after struggling all week to find this character because I think it's so important and I was like oh there's my guy I think all of them fit the criteria of out of shape comedian kind of they do yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk he to be honest he looks the closest to the guy there because the only bit in the film is just his montage with Danny that's that's his most important bit and I can Imagine Bob Odenkirk as Big this time. Like father yep. figure, like not just like telling him what to do. While yeah. simultaneously looking like he couldn't do it yeah. himself. Yeah. And you don't look, because with a lot of, I don't want to say all PE teachers, but I remember my PE teachers look like they might have had a go at sport once yeah. upon a time. And now yeah. we're I, just... I had one who couldn't, he could only bend one leg. <laughs> And his, his eyebrow hair, much like Sid Caesar, his eyebrow hair blew in the wind. <laughs> so did his ear hair. Yeah, and I think Odenkirk, Larry David and Adam Sandler, there's nothing between them there. Oh, Adam Sandler is this role. Like, no, I, he's great. He's no, great no, but he's, he's, no he's, I'm he's, saying I haven't had my chance. Go on. Like I say, I, I looked at Larry David, but then when I watched the film, I just thought, oh my gosh, he's playing Adam Sandler there. Like Adam Sandler, I think is probably even dressed like this in some films already. What well, boys would Sandler be doing? That's yeah. And also Adam Sandler's done too many films where he's good at sport. So I've written him out because of that. Is he though? Is yeah. he is he you T- know, but he can play stupid as well. He can play Can he? <laughs> I, I can't imagine Adam Sandler giving like a big pep talk about sport without gurning. No. And Calhoun is deadly serious. When he bounces Now here's the <laughs> thing he bounces the ball, it just bounces because away from Because we've picked four comedians. Yeah. And Calhoun is actually not funny in this film. Oh, I think it's funny. Yeah. Oh no no, but he's not funny. He's not delivery. He's quite straight. He doesn't do a heck of a lot in it. Oh yeah, no, but he's given it's a comedy character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't necessarily all, all need to be. All those guys can do straight except yeah. Sandler. Sandler can't do straight. Yes, he can. I don't think he's good straight. Hold on. Right. But if you're going to talk about... Come on. Uncut gems. Yeah, yeah. but... He's not doing not straight, straight there. He's not, doing it's manic. It's not like... It's not deep, you know, like we're... 
getting into a really heavy film here. Adam Sandler can play straight. And we've said this many times that Adam Sandler, he gets the stick, but actually he's a really good actor and he has proved himself and I, he can do serious. That's not fair. I'm not having that about Adam Sandler. I mean, you're defending I love him, somebody. But he's not my coach, Calhoun. Again, I said this with the girls for uh, the principal. If they rebooted Greece and I saw any of those four guys in it, I'd be happy. Yeah, d- yeah. Because yeah. I like them all. Uh, the only thing uh, I think Chris Rock could play it, but he looks too fit to. Oh, okay. and actually, he looks way younger than the rest of them. Chris Rock, yeah, could still, so, Chris yeah. Rock, if he shaved, could still play one at kids. <laughs> he could. He could have back in the day. Definitely. Yeah, I think he's good now. Adam Sandler is almost exactly the same age as Sid. Doesn't Sid. matter. I'm just telling you. No, Stop he lo- he going on about him. age, everybody. It drives me mad week on week. Make your choices, guys. Roger, who are you going for? Odenkirk. Odenkirk. Larry David. Larry David. <gasps> it's 2-2. Two, two. That oh. means we are going to call the Oracle. The VAR. We could, yeah, she's like VAR. The important thing here is she has no idea who we've chosen and no idea who's chosen the people we're talking about. So let's make the call. She better make the right decision now. This is like, who wants to be a millionaire? Hello? Hello, the Oracle. <laughs> Oracle, we're going to give you two names. Okay. And we're talking about the part of Coach Calhoun in Greece. Okay, right. Your first one is Bob Odenkirk. And your second one is Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, okay. So that's your choice. Bob Odenkirk or Larry David for the part of of Coach Calhoun in Greece, the Oracle. Who wins? Bob Odenkirk. Oh, yes. thank you very much. We'll speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's good to get the Oracle on. Nice yes. to get the Oracle on. Oh. Good choice. I always imagine the Oracle as an old guy with a big beard. He is, isn't he? I thought that's what... That's what he looks like. Beautiful He's got the voice. voice of an angel. Beautiful voice. I knew she'd go for Bob Odenkirk. He, he looks great, shout. He, he does look the part. So, the winner is Bob Odenkirk and Leo. Well done, Leo. Well Thank done. You. He's bang on. I think he's great. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Isn't it great when you hear all these different names? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Not even disappointed, though. Start to imagine. Because I love Bob Odenkirk. Fancy Reboot Podcast. So, uh, mo- moving on to the next character. We've done the two older ones in the film now. We're, we're going to go to one of the kids. <laughs> and, when <Really>? I say, <laughs> and when I say kids, I mean old enough to be my grandma. Here we go. Rizzo is the tough, sarcastic leader of the Pink Ladies. She smokes, drinks, and doesn't care what people think of her. During the film, she thought she was up the duff, but it turned out she wasn't. Rizzo, mega iconic. And the funny thing is, I hated her as a kid. I mean, she is a pretty nasty piece of work in this film. But... I love Stockard Channing, who played her, and I love her now. I saw her in something recently. She was in the morning show. She plays a journalist in the morning show. Oh, yeah. Um, and she's absolutely fantastic in that. So still going strong, an absolutely fantastic actress, and another iconic role. But I think you're right. When you watch it as a kid, you take that dislike to her, and that's what you're meant to do. But then as an adult, I think you realise how good she is. Mm, she plays it well. Uh, she's probably one of the best characters in the film. Yep, strongest. Yeah. I like her a lot. Mm. And the Sandra D song is a great song. It's, I think in this film it gets lost because there's so many bangers. Yeah. But look at me, I'm Sandra D is a cracking song. But I, I hear it quoted a lot, whereas I don't think you hear the other ones quoted. Like I hear, you know, Elvis, Elvis, let me be, or that look yeah. at me, I'm Sandra D. You do hear people say those lines, ironically maybe, but much more than uh, you're the one that I want and stranded at the drive-in and all that. Let's go around the room. It's me to go first. My... Actress to play Rizzo is Abigail Breslin. Laura. I struggle with this one and I have gone for Lady Gaga. <laughs> Leo. Uh, Anna Kendrick. Roger. Dua Lipa. Oh. Four really random names. I think this entire cast, mm. we're looking at some of the most. I think if we showed people all the names we've written down here so far, people wouldn't be able to guess the film we were casting for. Do you know what I mean? Probably right, yeah. Mm. With some of them. Yeah. With Back to the Future, I think it'd be pretty obvious what we were doing. I don't think with this, such a random... This is one of the hardest ones we've done yet, this film, I think. Yeah. Uh, So, I put Abigail Breslin. She's only 24 years old. 
which is Hollywood teenager. She I would th- have been the youngest on the cast. I think if yeah. you put a 35-year-old in for this again, 33-year-old, I don't know. That's all people ever talk about, innit? She's got quite a hard look. And I she, think she's got a sweet face. No, well, she's in Zombieland. She can play hard. Mm. She can do them roles when she wants to. I think so, but she can dance as well. Rizzo doesn't dance. She's got to be a singer. <laughs> she does dance. She can't. Well, there is dancing in the film she for She can't dance at the end of Little Miss Sunshine. That's how I dance. No, but she she's a good dancer. <laughs> She's, and she's a is great it like, dance. Is it like Les Dawson piano? You've got to be <laughs> like really Napoleon good to be able to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's memorable. And I think the reason Rizzo is memorable is for these things. You know, Rizzo's memorable because she shouldn't be in the film. She's memorable because she smokes. Exactly. Um, but she's done Little Miss Sunshine. She was in August, Osage County with Meryl Streep. So, you know, she can act and she's not scared of going up against, you know, seasoned actors and actresses, which you'd get in this because of the age range. Um so that's why I said Abigail Breslin. Well, obviously everyone knows who Lady Gaga is. Um, she's obviously a great singer, but I think she proved herself in Star is Born. She can act and she played a deep role in that. She played a serious role. I think Rizzo is quite a sad. You feel sorry for her. She, mm. You know, she's going through a tough time and I think Lady Gaga can do that really well. Leo, Anna Kendrick. Well, she's obviously got the singing chops from Pitch Perfect and mm, Defo. Trolls. What made me pick her for this was in Scott Pilgrim, she plays the nasty, like, ratty sister to Michael Cera. So, and I think she's not nice. Uh, Rizzo's not nice to Sandy Sandy in the film. And she's kind of like a bully, which is what Anna Kendrick is in Scott Pilgrim. You're right in backing up that she has played a nasty character because I think when you think of Anna Kendrick, you think of actually quite sweet. Yeah, and you've got to feel, uh, you've got to like Rizzo by the end of the film, right? You've got to be on her side, which I think Anna Kendrick turn, can turn on the sweet side as well. I think Anna Kendrick's more sweet than she is. I've seen her in more sweet yeah. roles yeah. than I've seen her. Yeah, but seen in Scott in Pilgrim, she's really Same, good yeah. at that part. But, but I've only ever seen her play The Nice Girl. I believe that she can do it, and I, but I, I can't, as a film reference, I've just not seen her do it. The only one who I'd say no to so far is Lady Gaga. She's just... In A Star is Born, she plays Lady Gaga. Oh, she doesn't. No, she How does. can you say she plays Lady Gaga? No, because she's like this... She's just playing like a sad singer. It, but she's not a sad singer. Lady Gaga is like a future robot sex singer. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what Lady Gaga is. No, 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 no. That's what she Le- is. Lady Gaga's real it, personality. Isn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> Lady Gaga that's in that's real in life. Wikipedia entry. <laughs> she is like... When that, that, that's, that's her pop personality. No, but that's who she is. No, not in real life. No, in real life she's not, but that's that's who Lady Gaga is. In A Star Is Born, she don't go near a piano. She's like a... She's a wannabe who kind of gets there. I Whereas Lady Gaga, brilliant. for me, was nobody and then a superstar. She was like, no, she's no, no, like she's, David Bowie. She's good you know? in the film, but like Rizzo is not that part. You can't, you, you, you can't disagree with that, that Rizzo. No, no, I don't. I disagree. I think Lady Gaga. No, 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 no. I think, no, but I think her acting skills and I think, I think. Yeah, she, she was good in that film, but she's not playing Rizzo and you, we haven't seen her play anything else. Yeah, but Stockard Channing's not. Yeah, that's fair enough, but I don't think and she's, a reason. And she's way too old. She's the old, surely the oldest on that list. Uh, hold on a minute. She's, uh, she's actually younger than Anna Kendrick. How old is Anna Kendrick? Oh, Leo. She's pulled no, no, out. Shit. <laughs> and Lady Gaga looks older. You can't... You, Anna Kendrick looks like 20. We, how old are they both? Yeah. I think Anna Kendrick's got to be put, in if the 30s. You, yeah, they're both if you, the 30s, No, no, if you help they're, me... They're the same age as, as um, Stockard Channing was. I'd say nowadays Lady Gaga looks older and Anna Kendrick still looks like a teenager. But that might just be the meat she's wearing that day. <laughs> she might be wearing older <laughs> meat. Yeah, but I think, I think Lady Gaga is one of those that she, she can change the way she looks and... I'm not a fan of Lady Gaga, but in that film, I think she was brilliant. And I think she can totally step up to the role of Rizzo. Well, somebody who's staying quiet here, who's shocking, is Roger with Dua Lipa, which I just... Just absorbing it. Well, I think she wouldn't be the first singer to actress crossover. We've mentioned Lady Gaga before. When I see Dua Lipa, I see experience on a very young face. I think she's in her 20s, so she's younger than the others, I assume. Um, And the songs that she has... And the music videos that I've seen her in, she is very good at performing. So I assume she could do the acting. She can certainly sing. And what you've got in uh, Rizzo is somebody who looks tough and 
some of her songs, she is very tough. The delivery of the songs is very tough, but it's actually a vulnerable, vulnerable lyrics and vulnerable ideas that the songwriting's come from, and that is Rizzo to a T. She's got this outwardly very, very um, stone-cold uh, expression on a teenager that is going through probably the most dramatic story of everybody in the film. Well, what we've got there is... Two girls, uh, Anna Kendrick and Lady Gaga, similar age, both in their early 30s, roughly. Dua Lipa, Abigail Breslin, both mid-20s, 24, 25. Yeah. I, I think I, the I've only got, one that's really not working for me is Dua Lipa. I've never seen her act, but I've never seen Abigail Breslin sing either. Every song in this film is a karaoke song. I don't think you need to be Freddie Mercury to be singer. in this film. No. and they I could be no, in this film. All, all three of them actresses are better singers than... Well, they're all professional singers. Apart from Abigail Breslin. Like, and Anna Kendrick's done sing- singles and... She has, yeah, she did a cup song, didn't she? With all four of them, I don't think there's an issue with performance. I think, yeah, I think you've got to be able to do musicals and, and not just because of the singing, but the whole, you know, acting through song um, and not just her own songs that she sings, the ones that others sing when there's groups. Um, Abigail Breslin's got a music career. They've pro- uh, she. I've they've been probably hot all, on the Google as well. With Greece, you've got to remember that they've probably all seen it enough to know every beat. If they're if they're in the music industry, man, they've probably imagined themselves in funny, all these roles anyway. But Dua Lipa is quite wooden, I think, when she performs. That, oh, I think she's I, yeah, but no, no, no. That's the part. That's what I mean about that Stone Cold. Yeah, but I, I think it's, it's the it's the staccato dancing, and I think that's performance. I think that's performance, having seen her in interviews. So for the record, every one of these girls has got <laughs> a record career. Yes. They've all released pop songs or Isn't songs of some nature. And we've all gone for a singer. I don't. I didn't purposely do that. I think we could go round and round on this one. We need to go to the vote. I'll go first, since I said mine first. I've written down Lady Gaga. And I'll tell you why. Because as soon as you said it, I was jealous of the pick. I thought it was a really solid pick. She's brassy. She's can be bitchy, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know her. I don't mean that that she is bitchy. I just mean I can totally see her doing bitchy. Yeah. She she can do hard pop. And I can see her mincing about in that black shirt being Rizzo. So Lady Gaga for me. Laura. I am going with Anna Kendrick. Leo. I've gone for Dua Lipa. Roger. Abigail Breslin. So that's a four-way split. We've all picked somebody wow. else. I don't think that's ever happened. I can't I believe we're going to have to do this again. We're going to call the Oracle. Call the Oracle. Hello. Hello, the Oracle. Yeah. <laughs> Good to speak to you. Good chat. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're picking the part of Rizzo in Greece, and it is a four-way split. Here's your four. Lady Gaga, Abigail Breslin, Dua Lipa, Anna Kendrick. The Oracle, who should play Rizzo from the four names we've given you? Lady Gaga. (laughs) Thank you, The Oracle. Bye. Thank you. Bye. The Oracle delivers again. She did. And she took her time there. He struck, she took her time. It's interesting because uh, I think think one of the three singers I thought she'd go for um, yeah. Thoughts in the room, Leo. I know you were. You didn't see Gaga doing it. No, no. Neither did I. Dead against it still. Yeah. Even though you, you, and, I, th- I, 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 I don't think you thought you, you, when when Lady Gaga was in Star Is Born, you were like, "Oh, she wasn't that good." You've changed your tune now that she. You <gasps> did. You definitely said that. You're talking 100%. to Laura there. I don't think I said when that. When she got nominated for the Oscar, you were like, "Oh, I don't." Yeah, I think there was probably <laughs> people that I thought were better, but as a you're like, she, as she, a, she's not, she wasn't that good in the film. Pop, I remember you saying that. In the, as a pop star, I'm I'm not a massive fan, but I think she delivered in that film. That's not what you said at the time. One of the great showbiz noses, Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> not the, not the, she's that's, got the pot I love a good no, I love it when somebody doesn't mess with the nose when they keep the nose God's given them and uh, you know because she could have a little cute button nose or whatever she wanted with her money but she's gone she's stuck with it like Streisand yeah great showbiz nose <laughs> and Streisand of course did A Star Is Born so yes. maybe that's what gets yes. you the part good point you could be in with shot Laura thank you very much <laughs> off, off A Star Is Born I can't see her doing Rizzo at all I, I, I didn't actually say much about it but I think it's a terrible show but, but she makes wow. pop videos where she acts and she plays 
every different type of character. I She's know. a chameleon. Yeah, yeah, but I, do, I just don't see it. I yeah, you're Head race. Well, she, she could play it. No, but she's actually she said that acting's her first love. <laughs> acting is her first love before the singing. Yeah, she said that, Roger. I don't think she's Rizzo. I'm not saying she's bad, but I don't see off A Star Is Born. I don't see Rizzo. But the Oracle I, said I don't, it. It's not a good. This show. one will be interesting to see what the public goes for. So I want to now. I can say this because I didn't want to swerve you before we voted. When you said Dua Lipa, I was so shocked. Because I had to Google how old she was because I thought she was 17. <laughs> I, I genuinely, I thought, oh, she had a first record when she was 50. She'd be about 17 now. And as, as but I, I said, see, I, I see experience in, in her face. I think Anna Kendrick looks too sweet. You've spent too much time looking at Dua Lipa's face. That's your problem. I've got a picture of her from a music <laughs> On your key ring. <laughs> and she, she's sitting in a 50s car with a pink ladies like style jacket on. I was like, that's it. That's what's Again, it was Google Images. It was an out there shout. So that's the decision. Rizzo will be played by Lady Gaga. Wow. I feel like a bit of tension came in room on that one, on Rizzo. I can still feel it. It is. Well, let's take a breath. So, um, yep, leading lady time. Here's Betsy Pearl. Sandy is a pretty young girl who has moved to America from Australia. She was not accepted as a pink lady because Rizzo thought she was too pure. However, she is accepted as a greaser at the end of the film. I mean, I didn't even want to put Sandy in because I love Olivia Newton-John so much. Yeah. She was my first crush. And I would be off if she if she tweeted me now or got in touch. I'd be off. Yeah, she's still she's still pretty. There was some fact about the outfit she wore. I think it's the leather trousers or the skirt Spandex. that she wore. It was, the, it was the trousers at the end. But they were sold for something like half a million dollars. Really? It was an anonymous bidder who then gave them back to her. He bought them for half a million, gave the money to her cancer charity because she's, she's had cancer, yeah. and then gave the trousers back to her. Do you know they had to sew them on her every single day? <laughs> That's how I get dressed every morning. <laughs> 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 okay, so let's get on with Sandy then. It's Laura first. Who are you going to go for for Sandy, Laura? Amanda Seafried. Good. Rebel Wilson. Hayley Steinfeld. Mm. Good. Margot Robbie. Well, we've done it again. Four great names. Four girls who I think are a bit more obvious than what's happened the rest of the podcast so far, you know. Um, who wants to kick us off? I'll tell you what, Laura, tell us why you've gone for Amanda Seafried. Okay. Mamma Mia, she is playing that nice girl. She mm-hmm. has the looks of Olivia Newton-John. I know we're not necessarily going for the same look, but she's got that girl next door look to her we know that she can sing she's got a really stunning beautiful voice um and she fits the part good yeah fair enough i want to hear it because leo when you said rebel wilson there was an audible gasp it was an audible gasp but you said it with conviction as as in wait till you hear my argument right right. okay so she's obviously musically talented she's in cats not a great film but and the pitch perfect films yeah yeah right and over summer, she has lost so much weight that she looks the same size as Sandy, right? And Except she, for the head. She's still got a massive head. Right. So <laughs> she she's now like this pretty blonde Australian woman who's young. So she fits the part. And I think she's had enough of playing the fat comic relief character. And it's time for her to be like the leading lady. And I think she she is a good actor and she's a good comedian. She looks innocent. I think she's more than the chubby friend that she always plays. Yeah. I don't know if she's girl next door, though. I don't think. I she think she's girl next door. I, and do you know what? I don't think in these times she would need to be thinner. No, 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 no you're right. Yeah, you're right. But you're yeah. right what you're saying. And if we're going to lay it out how it is, if we're talking about setting this in the 1950s, then you are looking for people who look like the people who were in the original. Not they don't. I mean, the coach doesn't have to be exactly like the coach, but I think... With Rizzo, she's got to be hard and brassy. Same goes for Danny's got to be like, Danny's got to have the same attributes. And I think Sandy has. And I think Rebel Wilson hasn't got that cute as a buttonness. Yeah. I don't think I don't Margot honest. Robbie I has. Think has. I think Margot Robbie looks like supermodel. She she doesn't look girl like a sweet girl next well, door. Yeah, I've not even mentioned Margot Robbie yet. You've jumped on me. So <laughs> I just... you're just firing back. And I understand <laughs> I would not have fallen in love with Rebel Wilson as a young kid. I think she's quite in the pretty. same way she's that I fell pretty, in love with man. She's got a pretty face. I don't think she has, but I don't no, think yeah. she looks like Olivia. Look at Olivia Newton-John in that picture. She looks Olivia Newton-John looks like she's been drawn by Pixar. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> I, 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 personally, I don't guys. find her, Olivia Newton-John attractive. 
But oh, the generations collide. That's fine. Mm. But Margot Robbie with no makeup on, which is that kind of look, the Olivia Newton-John look, is very much like that. And as you pointed out on the round the room there, Rog, she's Australian, which would be a great pull for for the story. She's Australian, as is Rebel Wilson, but blonde hair, very pretty, and. Without the makeup on, she is. is pretty, but she's not girl next door. I think Margot. Yeah, I, I don't like right Margot. Before Robbie. you said that, you've got. We've had to look at a picture of Rebel Wilson. Oh no! I think you need to look no, at a picture no, no. of Margot. I know Robbie. who Margot Robbie no, is. No, I don't know. It's not knowing her because we all know Rebel no, Wilson. No. I think she's a pretty girl, but I, I think I don't. I, I personally, I'm not a fan of Margot Robbie because I don't think she comes across as a very likable person. She has to be believable as dead sweet at the start, and whilst I think Margot Robbie is. Stunning, and and uh, you said supermodel earlier. I think she's like that sort of good looking. Yeah, but uh, maybe a bit too. Um, and I think racy looking. I think, I think she's got it. I think she's a bit no. too gorgeous for uh, the the start. Well, I think, uh, the the and um, I think the part she's played Sandy at the start is definitely not sweet innocent girl like Tonya Hart. Is it Tonya Harding? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's not the sweet innocent girl. Neither is the the woman she plays in The Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo DiCaprio. You, you can't keep doing this. You can't keep talking about yeah, but no, that, a that, versatile no, actress. She, she's not that yeah, because she can play that part well. I don't she think in real life she comes across like that either. I, no. think, I don't think she comes across as a likeable person. Genuinely. Well, I don't think... I mean, round the room, who have we had so far? Yes, Amanda Seyfried, I can see as that. I can't see Rebel Wilson as that. No, I can't. Because she, she's played a certain character in everything she's yeah, ever been Yeah, that's what I mean. She needs to have a fresh start. You can't say that about your character and not say it about mine. Yeah, because she's you not fat. <laughs> yeah, but how can she play the fat character anymore when she's not no, fat? No, I'm not about the fat character. I'm not about everybody she ever plays in a film. That's that, she, that, that's all her characters have been. You've talked about other actresses being one note. Ribble Wilson is one of the most yeah, yeah, one-note Yeah, no, she's actresses. one note because she was she's fat. And that's yeah. what they cast her as. But she can't be the fat character anymore. Margot but, Robbie is still that person. But that's like... Say, no, 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 no. Yeah. Margot Robbie's played parts like she that. She still looks the same. And yeah, that, but she looks more like Sandy. She fits no, more like Sandy. Margaret, and when you put this to the public vote, I guarantee there's Rebel Wilson's not going to, unless she's getting a sympathy vote. The elephant in the how, room. How is she a sympathy vote? She she looks good now. She doesn't. I don't think she does. I'm allowed to say that. The elephant in the room is can Margot Robbie sing? Has she sang before? I don't know. Yeah, good point. Because it's a big singing part. Yeah, probably the biggest. Yeah, it is. And the the Oscar winning song is from. So if Sandy. I find out she can sing. We've got a good-looking brown girl if she's from got Australia a, she's got a, who a fits the career, age pretty much uh, and career. can sing. If she can sing. Right, Rog. Has she ever sung? Yeah, but put her against Amanda Seyfried and Amanda Hayley Seyfried. Steinfeld. Uh, Hayley Steinfeld. I think if you're looking for an actress who can sing, you've got yeah, she's done a, a singer who can also act there. Yeah. Hayley Steinfeld uh, has been... I mean, she's been around since she was a child, so we know she's played the young, um, innocent child, and she just gets better every time you see her on screen. She's so good in True Grit. I don't think you know. I don't think anyone can argue that she's got the acting chops, and she could play vulnerable. And um, let's change it up. Let's lose the blonde. Come on, let's have yeah, a let's again, have a blackhead. Sandy guys, come I on. Think, it's twenty twenty. I think um, what we're saying about Margot Robbie is the same for Hayley, Hayley Steinfeld. I think the only one on there that has got that girl next door is Amanda Seyfried. I, I, I agree with Amanda Seyfried. I think the rest, um, I, I think the rest, I think. I, th- I, well, I'd, I'd never really thought of Hayley, Hayley Steinfeld as a supermodel, whereas Margot Robbie, I think, has no, not, not the, so, but, the no, slight figure and the, the supermodel, like, Lines on her face, Margot Robbie. I think I think Haley Steinfeld looks like your average girl. I mean, for Sandy, I think if she can sing is a big consideration, though, and that's why I picked Haley Steinfeld because I know she can. It's act, a bit different but from she's uh, a singer. Rizzo, because Rizzo, uh, as it is, said, Rizzo it is. is not. It's not a power song. It's it's one song and it's a karaoke song and it's uh, well, hopelessly yeah. devoted is more like a Oscar. It's yeah, a ballad, it, 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 it's a ballad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know this film, but she sang in. Bird of Prey, is it? Birds of Prey. Oh, but that would have been, that was when she, oh, right, she was doing the Harley Quinn voice. Harley Quinn. Right. If you were casting it, it would swing it if she could sing or not. And I think you can teach a singer to act, but you can, it's harder to teach an actor to sing. Same as like Billy Elliot. There was two guys up for the role. Jamie Bell could dance. Therefore, they taught him to act. Whereas the 
other kid up for it was the actor that they they were like it's going to take us too long to make to teach him to dance so I think it's a massive consideration for certainly for Sandy Sandy and Danny need to be able to sing all right let's vote right this is really really tricky because I don't think any of your three suit but if I have to pick one I am going with Rebel Wilson I'm gonna go Amanda Seyfried Seyfried I also went Amanda Seyfried so did I Amanda Seafood. Yep. She's so she's got three of the votes. Three of the votes. Ooh. Tensions are what? high today, aren't they? Passionate. <laughs> and it's a film that I don't even think any of us are that bothered such about. It's a disposable film. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's because all of the characters are quite iconic. Yeah, and it's imprinted in culture. You can't think of a world without Greece. And the funny thing is, when I was looking at Margot Robbie, I did it totally. I didn't even think about this. I didn't think about the singing. On any of mine. Ah, see, that's what I've gone for first. Yeah, on, on Sandy, yeah. Sandy and Danny. Yeah. That was yeah. the first thing I've thought about. I didn't think about it on any of them. Really? Yeah. Anyway, we voted. Our Sandy is Amanda Seafried. Fancy Reboot Podcast. Oh, goodness. The knives are out today. It's funny, isn't it? When we do a film oh, that we're uh, passionate about, we're all a bit more agreeable. Now we're aggravatable. So we come to Leading Man. Zuko is the leader of the T-Birds. He's all leather jackets, black jeans, penny loafers and a greasy quiff. Right, before we get started, I'm just going to Google if mine can sing. <laughs> <laughs> like you've asked me, you've all asked me every time. I can't believe you've not thought about singers. It's the most important bit. No, it's not. It is, Oh man. my God, you it's work in radio. It's you and musical. I work in radio. How many of the bands we play... Does the singing actually matter? It's all it's a, PR. It's a musical. And in most films, you can have somebody else singing for you. Think back to the 40s and 30s. Nah, nah. Right. Who's first? This is back to you, Leo. If you say Rebel Wilson for Danny, you can get out. <laughs> no, go on. I've gone for Himesh Patel. Has been in? Yesterday. 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 He's fantastic. So I'm in something else recently. What did we watch him in recently? Tenet he was in? He's in Tenet, yeah. I've mm. gone for Darren Chris off of Glee and uh, American Horror Story. I've gone for Ezra Miller. Great singer. <laughs> I have gone for Himesh Patel. Oh, oh, oh God, I'm gutted. <laughs> I'm gutted. I'm absolutely gutted. I was sure someone else would pick Himesh Patel. He was brilliant in yesterday and he fits. Well, we had a double trouble. I mean, thank God, because we were close to killing each other today. Yeah. <laughs> but we got two. And I've got to tell you, as much as I love that guy, I don't see him as Danny in an American 1950s high school. Oh, I can. I can. Totally. How? What do you mean? Think I mean, how? I couldn't see him singing Beatles songs. <laughs> he wasn't very good in that. And I love his voice. Oh, no, he's got an amazing voice. He is. You love his look, voice. I love him. But he is Magnolia. Do you know, I think the kind of character he plays in, in Yesterday, like, Danny, Danny's not coming across as something... He's not butch. And that, that's why I like Ezra Miller, because Ezra Miller, he, I think he's played several gay characters and I think he's gay in real life. And I get that uh, vibe off of John Travolta in the film. Am I Googling that? Because I'm still Googling, can he sing? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is gay. Uh, yeah, well, he's, he's played gay characters, at least. So he... And he and he plays camp characters, right? So he and that to me, that's what John Travolta is in that film. You said this because we watched Grease together, and you said this within seconds of it coming on uh, the opening scene when they're on the bleachers and everything. You said John Travolta is not butch, he's not muscular, and he's also very camp. Mm. Edra Miller to me, he's very chiselled face, and John Travolta's got. A very chiselled face in this film. He's, he has, he has. He's got. He's actually got really thin cheeks and a long face. He hasn't got thin cheeks. He has in this he's film. He's got little dimples. No, he's not. John Travolta now has got a head like a rugby, a football. <laughs> but back then, he had. He, he was. He was not a fat-looking guy, John Travolta at all. And um, but Ezra Miller is. Uh, well, I just showed you a picture where Ezra Miller's got the John Travolta hair from Greece. Yeah. And that, I saw that one. I'd already considered him. And then I saw that picture and I'm like, yep, he's a guy. And he can send himself up. And he, like you said, he can play a bit of everything. 
who was the other one we had? Darren Chris. Darren, I just can't. Even when you show me pictures, Rog. I, I know him from Glee, but I couldn't tell you anything about him. I, I, I recognise his face, but that's fine. Two words for you. Forgettable. Yeah, fine. I'm not bothered. I'm sure he can sing. <laughs> he can sing because of Glee. But he can sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah he can totally sing. And he, uh, he was. I've watched him recently in... What's the TV show about um, Hollywood? Hollywood? Set in the 50s. Hollywood. Is it called Hollywood? Yeah. Oh, here's me thinking it's not called Hollywood. I was trying to Google it and it is called Hollywood. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's set in the 20s, isn't it? It's not set in the 50s. I, I've not and seen And he's it. got the slick back hair. Um, and he's he's very good in that. He's very good. And that's why I thought, because of his Glee stuff, he's Emmy Award nominated for his singing, which I decided was an important thing. By the way, so this is the last musical it. we ever do on this. I show. thought he could have done it. But yeah, there's no, there's a double trouble, so it's it's all immaterial. Oh, he's great. I love him. I do love him. I but I, if you said to me, hey, you know who's got the lead role in Grease, I'd be like, come on. <laughs> yeah, but... I don't see him performing those Grease songs uh, anywhere. Oh, yeah, right I totally can. Off the back of his yesterday performance. His yesterday performance was just like singing You don't, you don't think he was good in that? Oh, I thought he was good I in that. I thought he was a wet blanket. Henry yeah. Cavill could have played it better. No <laughs> way. No way. I, I was totally surprised because I love Danny Boyle. And Danny, I heard an interview with Danny Boyle about how Himesh Patel had sent a tape of him playing all these Beatles songs yeah. and it won him over and he was amazing. And then I watched the film and I was like... The film itself isn't very good, but I thought the he film was, was Yeah, bad I think he did what he could do with that enough. film. He was t- No, no. I think I now's know. the time to tell you this, that I'm writing a new Danny Boyle film where I'm a guy who has fallen asleep after seeing Trainspotting wakes up and sees yesterday and says, what's happened to Danny <laughs> yes, Boyle? Exactly. <laughs> he was one of the best directors we've ever had. Yeah. Um, guys, we have got our cast. Fantasy Reboot Podcast. So for the role of Principal McGee, Laura. Christine Baranski. Leo, the role of Coach Calhoun. Bob Odenkirk. Laura, again, the role of Rizzo. Lady Gaga. Terrible show. Then <laughs> even the Oracle. Laura again for the role of Sandy. Amanda Seafried. And then double trouble for Leo and Laura for the role of Danny Zuko. Himesh Patel. Guys, you have just cast a film that no one will ever watch. <laughs> what a cast. Four. It's four out of five. Yeah, I'm impressed. That's uh, a good week for you, Laura. I've oh, only picked Adam Sandler. I, and I don't think they the public will it. agree that uh, with Himish Patel. Uh, well, do you know what? I'm going to be yeah, very interested to yeah. see what the public say on this because I think in here, this has been the most controversial one. We've had mm. some good Barneys. I've loved it. But I have no idea what the public's going to say. Well, the thing is, they just get the picture. And if, if people are voting purely on the looks, then then I'll your win. guy will probably win. <laughs> okay. Final question of the show. Are we going to do the Muppets? Do you want to do the Muppets? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Could you see Grease as a Muppets film? Yeah. Yes, 100%. 100%. Yes. It'd be better than the one we've just recast. It'd be better than the original. It probably. would be better than the original. Probably. I stand by that. Yeah. It could be done. So, Kermit is Danny. No, stop yes. putting Kermit in. Kermit is Himish Patel. Is Kermit no, has no. to be the lead character. Look, I love Kermit, Them's but the I love Himish, but I don't think he's Danny. Kermit oh. has to be. <laughs> Miss Piggy's not Sandy. Miss Piggy's Rizzo. Uh, yes. yes. Bang on, Miss P- Well done, Leo. No. No, because you're doing that thing you no. did this before. I think Miss Piggy, the end... And Sandy is Miss Piggy. No. So let's give Miss Piggy the chance to be girl next yeah, but door. Yeah, and Sandy is Rizzo. No. Yes. And be- Sandy is closer to Rizzo. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'll tell you who Sandy is—the one with the big lips in the band, in the Muppets. Oh, She's got yeah. really massive lips <laughs> and like long hair. She's in the band with Animal. The coach is Fonzie. Fozzie. Fozzie. Fo- yeah. No, Bear. no, you're right there. And uh, principal is Beaker. Um, Animals, the uh, yes, little, little one, the little guy in Greece. Yes. Well, you be, there's a couple of them in the the the, the uh, bonus T birds. Yeah. 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 Gonzo, oh, animal. Gonzo is such a T bird. Yeah. Big time. I, I don't think we've found Danny. If you don't want Kermit, the uh, rat. Yeah, the rat. The rat could be Danny. Fuzzy Bear as coach is a great shout. Mm, I go for that one. Isn't the rat called Rizzo? You might be right. Yes. Yeah, the rat Rizzo, the rat. Right. You were right, Leo. So thanks for listening to this. I imagine if you were driving, it was very stressful. <laughs> if you were going to bed, because I sometimes listen to podcasts Whoa, in bed. This no. is not a good a bed podcast. No, no, not and today. Our, our no. previous episodes are probably good go to bed podcasts. <laughs>
I'm all hot and bothered after this. Um, but thank you. Remember, you can get in touch with us. Did you agree? Did you disagree? Do you want to send us a voice? Is there an actor or actress out there we've missed? And I don't know about Most you guys, but yeah, I go yeah. through a heck of a lot of lists for these things. But yeah. then coming into this room, you realise, oh, yeah, you've missed a lot. So. Yeah. And, I mean, there might be terrible suggestions. I feel like you guys connect <coughs> to a different... Robbie. <laughs> I feel like you connect to a different internet to me. Is there another internet that I'm not, I don't know about? Like, <laughs> all right. Well, look, guys... Um, no, I want to say it's been fun. Not sure it has this time. <laughs> Big thanks to Laura, to Leo, to Roger. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Fantasy Reboot Podcast with Simon Smedley, Laura Smedley, Roger Pryor and Leo Kirby. Editing and production was by Simon Smedley and Roger Pryor and music was by Simon Smedley. Email us at fantasyreboot at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Reboot for all the latest news, information on where you can get involved and regular votes so you can have your say on our choices and add your own. Have a great week. Watch some films and fantasise, but not too much. John Travolta's not good looking. <laughs> Right, the poster is above your eye line. Has he got a black eye there on his left eye? It looks like he's got mascara on. It looks on. like he's been punched in the face. I think it's been airbrushed a lot, that. Doesn't look great. It might not be an official poster. I nicked it off the internet. This is little, uh, almost a hidden bonus tracky. Um, during The Exorcist uh podcast i talked about a painting at laura's parents house where she's how old were you when that got painted it uh was i was 12 you was 12 which is bang on the age of uh uh, reagan in the exorcist and i said from recall because i've not seen it for over a year now she looks like a little reagan in this painting she has now (laughs) got the painting from her parents we've all seen it yeah what do you think guys it's uncanny Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roger already well, thinks you look like her because he sent me a picture of her naked with Rick James of uh, <laughs> Super Freak. And he said, when did Laura go out with Rick James? And I think <laughs> sending it, somebody it was, a picture. It, it, somebody. Was, it was adult, by the way. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't uh, a wasn't picture of a child. <laughs> That's a totally Clear different that up. thread he sends me them on. So you're, so you're saying he's seen me naked and well, saw yeah, them? Yeah. It was more side boob, but yeah. <laughs> and the one he sent, she had a really fat back. So, make what you will of that. (laughs) It was a great picture of Rick James. That's why I picked it. (laughs) The other thing is um, on the Exorcist one and the Hidden Extra track, we were talking about uh, doing impressions of our characters. Leo, you did Morgan Morgan Freeman. You did Morgan Freeman, which everybody's raving about. Yeah, we got a lot of compliments about your Morgan Freeman, Leo. Laura, I can't even remember what you did. Well, no, no, I didn't do one. You bailed out. Yeah, because it was going to be Jonathan Price and... We're not quite sure how he sounds. No, I did an excellent Anthony Hopkins. You did an excellent Wales. Yeah, and uh, you were supposed to do, Rog, Stellan Skarsgård. Which I eventually got. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did. <laughs> keep, keep listening and you'll uh, So He went it, through a, quite a variety of nationalities. Yep. He was rubbish <laughs> on the podcast and then for yep. a week after I had to get... He's sending me voicemail messages to the point where I started sending him back and we were both trying to nail it. And I don't think either of us did. The one you think you did was awful. Then I got sent a voicemail message. Have a listen to this. The power of the Christ compels you. (laughs) That's that's pretty good. It's rubbish. (laughs) It's so hard to do. I'm going to put this out on Twitter to see if I can find a Swede. Yeah. Or if anyone, you know, like anyone's got a dad who's around his age who can do it. I know a Swede. Do you? Right. I'm going to get her to do it. Well, how old is she? What's her ballpark? Uh, Oh, I'm going to offend her here. Early 30s. You want her dad? A dad or an uncle? Yes, I do. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because Stellan Skarsgård's in his 50s, 60s now, isn't he? I was thinking all this time. All right. Well... (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this little detour.